Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Holes, the cosmos, space, and time travel, science and technology. Brought to you by theoretical physicist, futurist, popularizer of science, and world-renowned author, Professor Michio Kaku. And GCNlive.com. This is Science Fantastic. Welcome back to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. Every week on Science Fantastic, we explore the cutting edge of science. Science that affects your life. Science that changes your view of this great universe of ours. And if you want to be part of this March of Science, then give us a call. That's right. Give us a call at 612-564-8135. Yes, if you want to get on Science Fantastic and have your thoughts and your questions heard on over 100 radio stations and the Internet, then give us a call at 612-564-8135. Leave your name, call letters of the radio station or website you're listening to and the city you're calling from, and hey, maybe you can get on Science Fantastic. And if you want to know more about this radio program, then go to my website, mkaku.org, M-K-A-K-U dot O-R-G. I have over 5 million fans on Facebook, and I've written five New York Times bestsellers. My latest New York Times bestseller is called The God Equation, The Quest for a Theory of Everything. Is it possible to fulfill Einstein's dream of an equation, perhaps no more than one inch long, that will allow to allow us to unify, unify all the laws of the universe into a single equation, the God equation. We'll find out because it is the culmination of a 2,000 year journey, going back all the way to the Greeks who first asked the question, what is the world made of anyway? Find out by getting a copy of my book, The God Equation. Well, once again, you are listening to Science Fantastic, and here's your chance to be part of the March of Science. Give us a call at 612-564-8135. You'll get a recording that'll ask you for your name, where you're located, call letters of the radio station, or the website you're listening to, and maybe you can get on Science Fantastic. Okay, well, let's move on now and take the first listener phone call. Yes, this is uh, Ray. Am I listening to WMKT? My question with the incident in Ukraine where they had an incident with a nuclear power plant, if they actually had a nuclear explosion in the worst possible place over a nuclear plant, would it vaporize the nuclear material and spread it into the atmosphere and poison the whole earth? What would be the consequences of something like that happening? Thank you. Okay, well, you ask a very important question that's unfolding even as we speak. 
In fact, I was on CNN recently talking to uh, Mr. Anderson about the consequences of what could happen if something goes wrong. Well, there are two possible scenarios, and let me say right now that the situation is temporarily stable. However, it could very easily spiral out of control because we've never had a nuclear accident between two warring fully armed armies. Realize that we physicists have looked at all possibilities for an accident. Terrorism, uh, a leak in a pump, a lightning strike, all sorts of bizarre scenarios we looked at, but we have never looked at a scenario where a nuclear power plant was caught between two armed armies shooting at each other. Well, there are two possible scenarios, worst case scenarios. First is a Chernobyl-type accident. Second is a Fukushima-type accident. A Chernobyl-type accident takes place when there's a power surge, and at Chernobyl, the safety systems were manually turned off. They were making repairs on that reactor. They manually turned off the safety control rod system, and there was a power surge, an unexpected power surge in the reactor. There was hydrogen gas generated, it reached the boiling point of water. There was a steam explosion and a hydrogen gas explosion that blew the roof right off the Chernobyl nuclear power plant, exposing the core. About 30% of the core, approximately, was vaporized and then sent into the air above Chernobyl and over Kiev and over parts of Europe. In fact, I was tracking the radiation as it happened back then, and some of that radiation sailed over New York City. That's right, you can actually see the radioactive cloud as it passed over New York City. Well, that was a horrible accident, and even today we're seeing the consequences of that. Huge areas of the Chernobyl area are sealed off. They're dead zones, dead zones where no, no, no one is allowed. And, of course, leukemia. Leukemia rates went up. Leukemia is the first cancer to be seen after a major nuclear accident. And yes, people have died as a consequence. Now, of course, it depends on whose figures you're looking at, but everyone agrees that yes, the death rate, the leukemia rate went up as a consequence of the radiation released from the Fukushima reactor. About one third of the core blown into the air. That's one scenario. The other scenario is the Fukushima-type scenario. That's a scenario where the cooling systems are knocked out, electricity is lost because of a tsunami that hit Fukushima. Without electricity, without a cooling system, slowly, not explosively, but slowly, the reactor begins to heat up in temperature. Eventually, it reaches about 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit, which is the melting point of uranium dioxide fuel, and the reactor begins to melt. A hundred tons of uranium dioxide in three reactors begins to melt and drip down to the bottom of the reactor vessel, and it keeps on going. It exceeds the melting point of the steel, and the reactor melts and goes right through the lining of the reactor vessel. In fact, we've never seen this before. Three cores liquefied, I repeat, not just melted, but liquefied into a puddle, a huge puddle of uranium dioxide at the floor of the reactor. Well, 
Both reactor situations are stable at the present time, but the accident is not over. The Fukushima accident will go on for decades. It'll take several more decades to stabilize the situation there because there's so much nuclear fuel that is potentially endangered and there's so many ways that you could have a breakdown. Now, how does that compare with what's happening now even as we speak in the Ukraine? Well, the situation right now is temporarily stable. However, it could be a stability that is easily broken because we have two fully armed armies with a nuclear power plant in between. So far, Russian forces have seized control of what's left of the old Chernobyl reactor. There are four units there, by the way, and the four units were actually uh, partially activated and then shut down again around the year 2000. But there's a lot of nuclear waste still stored at the Chernobyl site. And Ukrainian officials have bluntly stated that electricity, electricity has been lost at the Ukrainian site, which means that the pools of radioactive waste are going to simply sit there without a cooling system. It's still debating how long this could last before an accident emerges, but that's one possibility. Now, the possibility of a Chernobyl-type accident is less so, because we're not talking about a functioning reactor. We're talking about pools, gigantic pools of nuclear waste. However, the situation is unstable at the present time. Things have to be looked at very carefully. It wouldn't take much, like a straight bullet that knocks out the electrical system that could initiate tragedy in Central Europe. Well, let's take a short commercial break. You are listening to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. Give us a call at 612-564-8135 as we talk about meltdown in Central Europe. I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. 
If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from wallofire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Wallofire.com. Brought to you by Professor Michio Kaku. This is Science Fantastic. Welcome back to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. Once again, if you want to get on Science Fantastic and ask that question that you've always wanted to ask, then give us a call at 612-564-8135. Leave your name, call letters of the radio station or the website you're listening to, and the city you're calling from. And hey, maybe you can share your thoughts on national radio and the internet. Well, before the break, we had a call that is very important. What's the situation in the Ukraine right now as we have two fully armed armies and in between are 15 nuclear power plants? Think about that. Ukraine is heavy, heavily nuclearized in terms of power generation. It has the largest the largest nuclear power station in all of Europe, plus the remnants of Chernobyl, which is still there. The accident hasn't gone away, and nuclear waste is still stored at the Chernobyl site. So what does it mean? It means that with two armies fully armed with explosive, with machine guns, it means that a straight bullet could perhaps knock out the cooling system. For example, six nuclear power plants or were taken by the Russian forces in the opening days of this crisis. Six nuclear power plants. And there was a firefight. And a fire broke out. Electricity went down. And people began to fear the possibility of a meltdown. You see, without a cooling system, if a cooling system is knocked up because of a fire, then water levels begin to drop. As water levels begin to drop, the core is uncovered. And then temperatures begin to rise slowly up to 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit, the melting point of uranium dioxide fuel. At that point, you could get the dreaded meltdown. 
So far, things are stable. So far, the Russians have seized control. However, at the old Chernobyl site, we still have four nuclear power stations at the old Chernobyl site and nuclear waste stored in ponds that have to be cooled. We now know that electricity is out. There's no electricity keeping those spent fuel ponds cool. There's some debate, however. There's an argument that broke out between the International Atomic Energy Agency and the Ukrainian Agency. The IAEA, the International Atomic Energy Agency, part of the United Nations, says that there's time. There's time. Don't panic. Things are still relatively stable, even if we've lost electric power that normally keeps these spent fuel rods cool. However, the Ukrainian authority says, uh-uh, you don't know what you're talking about. We could have a disaster because it could mean a boil off, a boil off of the water at the spent fuel pond. Nuclear waste is then exposed, exposed to the air. Hydrogen gas builds up. An explosion takes place, which then blows nuclear waste into the sky. Well, these are scenarios that we physicists have looked at. But we always thought, nah, the probability is so small. Come on, give me a break. But now we're seeing this in living color. Day by day, hour by hour, we're monitoring the situation. And the situation is overall unstable. We have two armies firing at each other. We have, they're armed with mortars, explosives, and a stray bullet. A stray bullet, a stray mortar. A stray bomb, a stray hand grenade could very easily knock out the electrical system, paralyzing the cooling system, water levels begin to drop, uranium dioxide fuel is exposed to the air, and there's an explosion, perhaps a hydrogen gas explosion that blows this material into the sky. Well, as I said before, at the present time, things look stable, but the Ukrainian authorities just released an announcement just the other day stating, watch out. We think it could be unstable because the water levels could drop in the spent fuel ponds containing nuclear waste at Chernobyl, exposing the nuclear fuel. So who's right? Well, I don't know. I'm not there at the scene to analyze the situation. All I'm saying is that overall, in terms of the larger picture, things are unstable. And my own point of view is, ultimately, we should let the Ukrainian people decide for themselves who runs the Ukraine. Why should the great powers decide this question? There should be a national public site so the people who live there should decide the fate of their own country rather than having it dictated from the outside. Well, that's a mouthful, but let's take now the next listener phone call. Good evening, Professor Kaku. This is Stephen in Anchorage, Alaska. I listen to you on KFQD News Talk Radio in the Muldoon section. And my question tonight is about uh, natural sciences and the lemmings. And lemmings, of course, the dictionary says, is a small Arctic rodent, some kinds of which periodically migrate in large numbers and they are popularly believed to run headlong into the sea and drown. And um, my question, sir, is 
uh, about the lemmings and uh, asking if uh, has there been any updated consensus or reasoning of why that migration might take place and uh, also when might be the next year that there will be um, scheduled to go on their last swim thank you have a good day bye well, that's a great question. First of all, I'm not a biologist, so I haven't studied the situation. However, there are theories, theories that I'm aware of to explain this rather irrational behavior, you might say, very self-destructive behavior. Uh, the March of the Lemmings is part of the English language when people say if you're committing mass suicide like lemmings. Well, look at it from a different point of view, from the evolutionary point of view. From an evolutionary point of view, we have animals that are pack animals, like wolves. They follow the leader. Take a look at birds, for example. When you see birds flock, they follow one bird that is the leader. And if that leader makes a sharp turn, then all of a sudden all the other birds in the flock make that same sharp turn. So we have a situation where, in terms of evolution, it's actually advantageous because, of course, you have a unified group of individuals that follow the leader, and if the leader makes the correct decision, then your flock can thrive. On the other hand, if you were to have many leaders, things would be chaotic, and perhaps the chances of surviving are much less. So there's an evolutionary advantage to flock mentality. However, what happens when the population becomes too large? And you cannot sustain the population with the food stocks that are available. This is one theory anyway. And of course, they're all theories because we can't read the mind of the lemmings. We don't understand what they're thinking about. But one evolutionary theory says the very fact that they are flocking in packs, like pack animals, like animals that flock, is evolutionarily advantageous. But overpopulation is a problem. And therefore, mass suicide, well, that is one way to control the population. Well, anyway, that's a theory. And, of course, theories have to be tested to make sure that they are valid. But that's just a theory. Well, let me also now switch gears a bit and take some of the emails that I get. I can't possibly answer all the emails that I get. So what I'm going to do is try to bunch them together and collectively answer some of the emails that I get. One set of emails that I get concerns the coronavirus. Is the epidemic real? And what's the end game? The end game of the coronavirus. Well, first of all, it's real. It's not fake. And the vaccines, yeah, they're not 100% effective. Yeah, there are some side effects, but in the main, the the vaccine has allowed us to bring much of the terror under control. And so the, the vaccine did its job. However, it mutates. The virus mutates. And as a consequence, we have new generations of the virus emerging. However, there's a method to the madness. And that method, again, is evolution. You see, if you are, if you are a coronavirus, Put yourself in that position. Then, of course, you're competing. You're competing with all the other species of coronaviruses. And so you want to evolve to be as infectious as possible, but not necessarily as lethal as possible. 
Well, we'll continue that strain of thought after the commercial break. Once again, you are listening to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. Give us a call at 612-564-8135. And maybe you can have your thoughts heard on national radio. So give us a call and ask that question that you always wanted to ask, but just never had the opportunity. So give us a call. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. There will be a review at the Pentagon over communication gaps with the White House in recent days since Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospital stay. The Defense Department inspectors will assess whether DOD inter-office communication policy is up to snuff. This comes as this comes as Austin has faced backlash for leaving top U.S. officials and the White House in the dark about his condition. U.S. and British forces reportedly working together on military strikes against Houthi rebel targets in Yemen late this week. Details about the death or injury of combatants are unknown. There's now a lawsuit filed against Boeing in the wake of that Alaska Airlines door plug mishap one week ago. The lawsuit claiming the ordeal caused physical, emotional, and economic pain for the passengers on board. Corey Myers, USA News. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. That's 800-430-1891. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. 
Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Science Fantastic. Welcome back to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. And once again, if you want to get on the air, if you want to ask that question or make that comment, give us a call at 612-564-8135. When you hear the sound, leave your name, call letters of the radio station or the website you're listening to and the city you're calling from. And ask that question that you've always wanted to ask. Well, where we last left off, uh, we were talking about the evolution of the coronavirus. And that is, if you are a virus, you're competing, of course, with all the other strains of viruses that, that are out there. So you want to evolve to be as contagious as possible. And sure enough, when we look at the alpha, when we look at the delta, we look at the omicron, we go up the Greek alphabet, and we see that each each generation is more virulent than the previous generation because it's dog-eat-dog dog out there, even for a virus. But you see, you don't want to evolution. You don't want to evolve to become more lethal because if you kill off your victims, then where's your next meal going to come from? So, in other words, there's an evolutionary pressure to a become more infectious to beat out the competition. But B, you don't want to become more lethal because then there are fewer people to attack and to nourish the next generation of your virus. And that seems to be what's happening now. Initially, we were in the stage of viruses competing with other viruses to become more infectious than the previous generation. That's why the virus became so infectious so rapidly. But then... You don't want to kill off everybody. So you have to evolve to become less lethal as a consequence. And that seems to be what is happening. Now, remember that evolution is not a grand design. It's not a design where the virus says to itself, aha, I have to evolve to become more infectious. I have to evolve to become more lethal. No, it doesn't work that way. It's all accidental. It's all survival of the fittest. But it goes in a rough direction. And that rough direction is to become more contagious, but less lethal, like the flu virus. Think of the flu virus. It actually kills a lot of people every year, though it doesn't make the evening news. And it is highly contagious, the flu. You simply sneeze and people around you can come down with the flu virus. But it's not necessarily that lethal, though it does kill people still. 
So in other words, the flu is endemic. While the coronavirus was pandemic, but eventually may evolve to become endemic. Let's hope so. But again, this is a crapshoot. You never know what the next mutation is going to give us. So don't necessarily throw away your mask. Just put it in a drawer or wherever the, your doctor says. And keep it handy because another mutant strain could emerge that upsets the entire apple cart. So the conclusion is we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. But the signs seem to be in a good direction. That is, the Omicron seems to represent a higher mutation that is more infectious but less lethal. And that could be the wave of the next generation, which will certainly emerge because these viruses will, in fact, mutate. Now, just remember that 60% of all diseases, about 60% of all diseases come from animals. That's right, from animals. Animals are a huge reservoir of new and ancient diseases that hop over to humans. So in other words, we're always, we're always going to have new viruses jumping out just because we coexist with animals. Like take a look at the flu. We've sequenced the genes of the flu. Well, let's take a short commercial break. And after the break, we'll talk about the evolution of viruses and what's next for the coronavirus and what's next for outer space. You're listening to Science Fantastic. Give us a call at 612-564-8135. And maybe you can get on Science Fantastic. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. 
I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Professor Michio Kaku. This is Science Fantastic. Welcome back to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. If you want to get on the air, then give us a call at 612-564-8135 and share your thoughts on national radio and the Internet. Well, we left left off. We were talking about the flu. And where did the flu come from? It came from birds, birds and pigs. If you sequence the genes of the flu virus, you find that there's a lot of, well, duck genes inside the flu. And how's that? Because in Asia, where a lot of the flu virus has come from, there is something called polyfarming. Polyfarming is where farmers live very close to pigs and also with birds. Well, the birds leave droppings, which are eaten by the pigs, and then we eat the pigs. The pigs act as a mixing bowl for the genes of the duck, the pig, and the human, and that's where new varieties of flu come from. And if you take a look at other viruses, you see that, yeah, they too have the original genes of the animals that gave birth to them. So the conclusion is we're always going to have viruses. Because as humans expand, we expand into new terrain and we disturb the ecosystem where there are new unseen viruses. So get used to it. We're always going to have viruses jumping out, which means we have to be prepared. Prepared for the next pandemic. Well, let's move on now and say a few things about outer space. The Webb Space Telescope is now in position is over a million miles from the Earth. And the, so, the early pictures, of course, are rather disappointing because it's being tested. Tested and fine-tuned to make sure that it's in working order. But we should get some spectacular pictures because the Webb Space Telescope has seven times, seven times the light-gathering power of the earlier Hubble Space Telescope. And the Hubble Space Telescope only saw optical and infrared and ultraviolet frequencies. However, the Webb Space Telescope can see infrared frequencies as well, the heat signature inside gas clouds, and we should get spectacular pictures of black holes, uh, neutron stars, maybe even planets. Think about that. Maybe even planets circulating around other star systems. 
That would be incredible, realizing, of course, that we are not the only game in town. Or are we? There's something called the SETI Project, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, and they made a rather pessimistic announcement the other day. The people of the SETI Project used a radio telescope in Australia to scan the center of the Milky Way galaxy. So they thought that surely if there's some life form, and since there's a concentration of stars toward the center of the galaxy, maybe, maybe we'll simply eavesdrop on their conversations. Well, the results were that they scanned uh, almost 200 stars in the center of the galaxy. In fact, did a cursory scan of the entire interior of the galaxy, and they found nothing. No sign of intelligence whatsoever. Now, what does that mean, given the fact that the galaxy has 100 billion stars? Think about that, 100 billion stars. On average, every single one has a planet going around it. Amazing. On average, every single star you see at night has a star going around it, but we see no evidence of intelligent life. Now, what does that mean? Well, I once hosted a BBC science series for uh, British television, and they put me in a swimming pool with dolphins. That's right, I've never swum with dolphins before in a swimming pool. But there I was in a swimming pool with dolphins. And, and the question was, can I decipher their messages when they talk to each other? Well, we put a tape recorder in the water. And then we listened to the tape recording of the chirps and squeals of the dolphins and ran it through a computer. The computer program was sensitive to look for repetitions of certain syllables. Like, if you put the English language in a tape recorder, analyze it, the letter E is the most common letter in the entire alphabet, followed by other vowels. And you can therefore have a fingerprint, a vocal fingerprint of how often you use the letter E. And that's how you determine whether Shakespeare's works were a forgery or a copy or the real thing. Well, let's take a short commercial break, and after the break, we're going to talk about how do you know that you're talking to an intelligent species when you've never talked to them before? We'll talk about SETI after the break. You are listening to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. 
G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at teamgaday.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamgaday.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. teamgaday.com. teamgaday.com. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at gcnlive.com. That's advertise at gcnlive.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Fantastic. Welcome back to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. You are listening to Science Fantastic, and if you want to get on the show, then give us a call at 612-564-8135. Well, before the break, we had the latest announcement from the SETI project, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. They scanned, they scanned almost 200 stars in the center of the Milky Way galaxy, searching for signs of intelligent conversations among aliens, and they found nothing. Zero. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that the aliens are hiding themselves? Or does it mean they simply speak in a different kind of language that we don't identify with our sensors? Well, as I mentioned, I once swam in a swimming pool full of dolphins for a science special for BBC television. And they tape recorded the chirps and squeals of the dolphins and ran it through a computer. This computer program looked for regularities and consistencies within the chirps and squeals of the dolphins. For example, if you run the English language in a computer, the computer will recognize that E, the letter E, is the most common letter in the entire alphabet. And then you can rank rank how often you use the letter A, B, C, and so on and so forth, and get a fingerprint, a fingerprint of that individual. And then you can compare that with forgeries. That's how people know that Shakespeare really wrote the works of Shakespeare. 
Because if you run the works of Shakespeare through a computer, you'll see that the way in which A, E, I, O, U, and so on and so forth are used is identical. If it was a forgery or a copy, you could easily detect that by running through all the letters to see which letters come up the most on a computer. Well, they did that to dolphins. And they found that, yes, dolphins are intelligent. They do talk to each other. Of course, we don't know what they say, but they do definitely talk to each other. Then they ran the program down the evolutionary tree. They tape recorded cats, dogs, mice, going all the way down to insects. And they found that, well, as you go down this tree, you find less and less evidence of intelligence until finally you reach insects and you find almost no intelligent signals whatsoever. Now, that doesn't mean that, that, in, that insects are not intelligent. Maybe they have group intelligence because, after all, they can make anthills. They can make structures and houses and uh, search for mates and search for food. And they have to be intelligent to that degree. But anyway, the point I'm raising is, would we know? Would we know if somebody sent a signal from a star indicating intelligent life when the language is so different, so different from our language that our computers cannot recognize it? Well, that's one possibility. Another possibility is that, well, maybe they don't use radio. That's the simplest answer. Maybe they use laser beams to communicate. If they use lasers, we wouldn't be able to detect it because all we do is scan the Milky Way using radio detectors. And so that is a problem. And then the next question that was asked to me by the New York Times is, what happens if we do find intelligent life out there or hints of intelligent life? Do we announce our existence to them? Do we send a signal to them saying, here we are, we're located in this quadrant of the Milky Way galaxy. Come and visit us. We are intelligent. I said, nope, no way. Because look what happened to the Aztecs when they bumped into Cortez. The Aztecs made the biggest mistake in ancient history. The Aztecs thought that Cortez was a god rather than a bloodthirsty pirate. Because think of what Cortez had. He had technology of the future. He had steel weapons. The Aztecs had bronze weapons. He had the horse. The Aztecs had never seen a horse before. He had gunpowder. The Aztecs did not have gunpowder. Uh, a written language. Yes, the Spanish had a written language, but the Aztecs had a pictorial language. So for all these reasons, the Aztec civilization disappeared within just a few months because of the rampage initiated by this bloodthirsty pirate called Cortez. So my point of view is, let's hide our existence until we can conclusively identify what's out there. Then we can announce our existence. But until then, let's lie low. Let's not advertise our existence and send signals in outer space saying, here we are, here's our coordinates, come and visit us, Earth welcomes you. Nope, I think that's a bad idea until we find out what they want. Now, to be fair, I think they will be intelligent and peaceful because they'll be so far advanced that, well, what do we have to offer them that they can plunder? Energy? No, they have plenty of energy in their fusion power plants. Uh, gold? No, gold would be useless to them. It's not very useful uh, from a technological point of view. What do they want that we have 
that they would want to steal. Not much. And so that's why I think that even though we should not advertise our existence, they will probably be peaceful. If they can reach us from the stars, they are thousands of years more advanced than us. I mean, we can just barely go to the moon and Mars. They can go across star systems. And so they're thousands of years more advanced than us, in which case they'll have had thousands of years to work out all their sectarian and religious uh, and national differences. And so I think that, yeah, they would probably be peaceful. I can't prove it, of course. But just in case they're not, I think we should keep our identity and location a secret. Also, think about it this way. Who's the most dangerous person? A hunter with a big gigantic shotgun that wants to kill animals? Or a mild-mannered developer? Well, at first you may say that the hunter is the most dangerous. He has the rifle. He has the gun. But you see, the developer is actually the most dangerous because he just plows everything under if you are in their way. So my attitude is, let's not get in the way of the aliens. Okay, you're listening to Science Fantastic with Professor Michio Kaku. Give us a call and go to my website. My website is mkaku.org, M-K-A-K-U.org. And pick up my latest New York Times bestseller, The God Equation, The Quest for a Theory of Everything. So find out what all the excitement is about. Go to my website, mkaku.org, M-K-A-K-U.org. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. 